Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or Zepbound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. American Glutton Podcast has a Patreon. Do you hate commercials? Well, we've got a Patreon. Do you want bonus episodes? That's on the Patreon. Do you want to hang out and chat in our Discord channel? That's part of the Patreon, too. We even have an option where you can leave me voicemails. All on the Patreon. So check it out today. Patreon.com slash American Glutton. We have a Patreon. Hi. I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. I hate to ask you to do anything, but if you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, rate, review, all of the above on whatever app you're getting it from. American Glutton is brought to you by Trifecta. The biggest factor in weight loss for me has been knowing ahead of time what I'm going to eat and having it ready when I need it. Trifecta meal deliveries have made this completely effortless for me and have been a total game changer in both diet and maintenance. Go to www.trifectanutrition.com slash American Glutton to make your life and physical goals a whole lot easier. Tom Segura is an American stand-up comedian, writer, author, actor, and podcaster. Segura co-hosts Your Mom's House podcast with his wife and fellow comedian, Christina Pazitsky. He also just released a book called I'd Like to Play Alone, Please. Stay tuned after the episode for this week's follow-up with Mike Pena. Tom Segura, welcome to the American Glutton Podcast. Ethan, thank you for having me. Sir, thank you for doing this. I want to talk to you about your own journey with with weight and and your feelings on health and, and all of that stuff. But I want to say, first and foremost, that I tend to look at guys like you and go like, he doesn't know. He has no idea, that guy. That's so funny. Yeah, I um. It's funny. I've had this conversation uh, recently and I think I, 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 I kind of hinted to it when you came on uh, my podcast 
Um, and I, I guess I kind of get it, you know, because, you know, I was talking to somebody about like health and fitness and, and they were like, well, yeah, you're like a, a, a fit guy and you lift weights and work. And I was like, what? <laughs> like uh, it doesn't, cause it doesn't register like that in my brain. And we were talking about somebody who's like more overweight and I don't know my comparison for it to somebody who goes like, well, yeah, you've never been like 350 or 400, 500 pounds, whatever. I'm like, yeah, but you know, there's a, there's, there are alcoholics that go like, Hey, I, um, I just was drinking like, you know, eight beers a day or something. And I just, it was controlling me. And then the other guy goes, yeah, I was drinking a fucking handle of vodka. So it's like, you know, it's, it's way more. And you're like, yeah, but that doesn't make the other guy's problem. Not a problem. You yeah. Know? Like, no, a hundred percent. And, and, yeah. and I, I think I just walk around at being a, a sober guy and an, a former, uh, you know, I still think of myself as an addict, but like I, I'm a, an abstinent addict. But yeah, I, I look at the world and go like everybody's normal but me. Right. And if I don't see a needle hanging out of your arm or you're not 500 pounds in a, you know, one of those chairs that Walmart provides you to drive around the store. And I'm like, yeah. you're you're normal. And this is fucked. I think it's so fucked of me to consider people normal because I don't think anybody feels normal. Yeah, I think the older you get, the more you realize how much how not so many people are not normal. And you really realize um, how many people are just like crippled by their insecurities. And the real one that like I think surprises people is when somebody who you think really has it together, somebody who is like objectively good looking or, you know, like successful, you go like, well, that person definitely doesn't have insecurities. And then you learn that they do like, you know, you can, I don't have to, we don't have to out them all, but you can look up these like superstars in, in entertainment or whatever, who are super insecure about things. And you're like, how is that possible? It's because right. like, you know, our brains have the capacity to do that to us. And it's just a, it's something you have to work at to deal with, you know? And I mean, part of it is like, I think putting in the work, part of it's awareness, but I think you're probably, you know, so part of it's acceptance, which is a something I think usually takes time and kind of wisdom to get to, but yeah, I've been um, so like, I guess, uh, aware and consumed by um, weight and, and physical appearance, you know, uh, I mean, I, I go back to childhood with it, you know, and like, I can tell you like exactly what was going on almost every year. I can, from memory, tell you my weight from like the time I was like 14 uh, all the way through like today <laughs> and uh and like it, it's all it's all connected is what you what you realize like your yeah. your where your mind's at what's going on inside of you is directly related to what becomes external yeah you know in in my mind and like you know i remember being in 8th grade and really just being like a i mean a little chubby overweight and I had this girlfriend and 
she, I, I say she broke up with me. She had a friend re- read me a letter to break up with me. <laughs> and uh, I got this call and she was like, I'm supposed to read this to you. And I was like, what? Oh my God. And over the phone. Dude. Over the phone. She read me a letter to, uh, to break up with me. And the funny thing is we were like boyfriend, girlfriend for two weeks. Right. <laughs> and like, I think we went to the movies one time. Like, yeah. You know, but it was like this big dramatic thing. And I was so bummed about it. And then an eighth grade ended um, that summer. I started to go to run, like just walk out, go outside, go for a run. And I kept extending the run. And I was, I was doing like a mile and then three miles and then five miles and then like 10 miles. And then when I got to freshman year in high school, I had completely leaned out, you know, and um, yeah, I felt really good about myself going into the freshman year of high school. And then a few months into that year, we moved, we had, we'd moved a bunch, but we moved, moving in high school was the only one that was rough. Like we moved in third grade. I didn't care. We moved in sixth grade. I didn't care. And I'm talking about state moves, you know, but when we moved in, in that year, I was like, fuck, because I felt like you had kind of your social circle is so important to you at that age. And like, I was like, Oh, I have it now. I have this like cool social circle. And we moved uh, again in the middle of freshman year of high school. And um, I remember just being like, so anxious, like at that new school. Yeah. It was, it was a small school and you know, I played spring ball, uh, spring football that year, and I did I did really well. I was a freshman. I was a starting on the varsity team, and um, and that summer, I went to uh, South America. I went to Peru, where my mom's from, and I spent the summer down there. And like, I just didn't train as hard, and I came back as a sophomore, two ten, <laughs> and it, you know, some of it was from like lifting so i was like a little bit bulkier but i definitely put on weight so i was slower and they i remember they moved me they're like you're not a linebacker anymore you're gonna go over here um and i just kind of throughout high school kept gaining weight now it's not like i wasn't 380 pounds but by the time i graduated high school i was notably overweight you know i was probably like 250 pounds or something like that. But it was, I mean, it wasn't, I wasn't carrying it well, you know? Right. And I remember that I went to uh, college and it was the first time that I wasn't going to be an athlete in like, as, as long as I could remember. And so I got like softer, like I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, lifting, going to practice or anything. And I, after freshman year in high school, I think that was like, I just, I didn't gain like that much weight on top of that, but I was just like, I didn't feel good about myself, man. You know, like I would, I would really try to hide my own appearance from myself. Yeah. You know, like you look in the mirror and I just like turn away from a mirror, you know? And it was like sophomore year in high school had start in college had started. And I told the story before, but I read, like, I don't know if you, we talked about like, you know, you have like moments, you remember things like kind of snapping for you. Sure. Um, and I, I mean, I think I remember you telling me something about, I think you were on a plane and, yeah. and 
another another actor i i sat he he like came over and was basically you know um not uh the gist of what he was saying is like you're going to hell and and like and and for me i was like i don't know that i really believe in hell and if i do i feel like i'm probably in hell right now yeah and so i'm here and you're part of it and and it was more like i just don't like that i i never want this i never want somebody i don't really know to be able to have this conversation with me again yeah and uh, and it's like it stuck out to you you know and mine wasn't a conversation i mean i'd started to hear things that were like you know people would i'd, I'd made like digs at you or like you know jokes comments and you kind of just roll with them or ignore them or maybe snap back like i have i have a pretty um you know, a, aggressive retaliatory, retaliatory tone. So right. I remember like ripping this, this chick that said something to me in college. And I was like, you're calling me fat, you fucking pig. And like, right. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. Um, but I remember, I remember this vividly is that when you're like overweight and you don't like your appearance, I think a lot of people, do this thing where like you look in a mirror and you um, you kind of self-correct for your own brain. So in other words, like if you are like you look in the mirror, you kind of like, yes, you know, and you're like and you tell yourself, I don't know. It's like your brain's version of going like this looks better. And it's like it's very temporary. Yeah. But it's like every time, you know, you kind of like adjust. And then you see a picture from another angle and you're fucking want to kill yourself. Yeah. You're fucking mortified. Yeah. But I remember that like Sunday in college was uh, for me was like, usually we had gone out Saturday night. So Sunday was like a, you know, a quote recovery day. And so what we would do a lot is we would, um, you know, sleep in and then it was like, let's go get something to eat. You know what I mean? Like to fill our alcohol filled bellies that are trying to like recover so we had i was the passenger and my friend was driving and we were just going through, through this drive and we're going to get something to eat and i remember that i was looking out the mirror like i was looking out the window and when i turned my head back i caught a glance of myself in the side mirror and i stared at it like I, I stared at it and I didn't like self-correct. And I was like, man, like to myself, I was like, you look terrible, but I didn't do it like to like be mean to myself. It was more like, get out of this denial. You're it. like, yeah, you have to do something you have to about confront this. it. Right. Yeah. I was like, this is what you look like right now. Like this isn't going to just go away. Yeah. And I, you know, the next day it was Monday, I went to a gym, I signed up. And then I remember this lady was like, do you want to like me to sign? Do you want me to do part of like the new membership? I can do a nutrition plan for you. And I was like, yes, I want the nutrition plan. And what I did dude was I just followed that shit like to a T. Yeah. You know, I, I followed it. Like I didn't fuck around with it at all. I just, it was very structured, which I really worked for me. Yeah. Cause you know, I, the other thing is sometimes people go like, just eat healthy. And like that, <laughs> that doesn't, that didn't really work for me. Yeah. 
So over the course of, I don't know, man, maybe nine months or so, I lost like 60 pounds. That's awesome. And it was awesome. And I felt great. And I remember that I kept hearing this thing. They said like um, most people, when they lose weight or like a significant chunk of weight, they can't keep it off for a year. And they're like, right. that's the big thing. So I was really like focused on that. And then I got to a year and two years and I kept that weight off probably until I was around 25. So I kept it off from like 20 to 25 and it was just a slow creep back. It was like, I wasn't, I had moved to LA. I was working in post production, you know, and I remember I got a, a graveyard shift on one show, which is 7 PM to 7 AM. And you know, your whole thing Sleep becomes fucked up. And oh, it's fucked up. And like, you're getting off work at 7 a.m. And you just want to fucking sleep and eat something. And, and when we were working, we were also like drinking like eight cups of coffee a night and eating like Twizzlers and just like, you know, just trying to like get through those shifts. I, I don't know how people do it forever because it was it was miserable. And I remember shooting this thing where I brought my own clothes like we were shooting some sketch. And I just grabbed pants and I went to put them on there and they wouldn't close. They were right. like this far apart. And I was like, fuck. And it was like a slow, it was like the beginning of like a slow roll back to gaining what for me is like peak weight. You know? Yeah. And it was like, and then I'm a stand up, and I'm, but I'm new and I'm like, you know, doing spots when I can getting some road work when I can. And I sort of embrace, honestly, I kind of embraced the uh, like slob, um, you know, like uh, uh, description and and like persona. Yeah. So because I I started to gain some of the weight back and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm like a slob, you know, so like it's part of my beingness. Yeah. And it wasn't even like it was I wasn't like my act wasn't like I'm a slob, but I was like, oh, it, you know, it works. Like I tell these jokes. I look like this. And and it was real easy to like slip back into, you know, especially like, in, you know, when you're a comedian, especially when you're on your way up and you're broke all the time, you know, you go to clubs and they're like, you know, what do you want to eat? And you're like, how about the fucking cheese sticks? Right. And then follow that up with the pizza. And then later we'll have like your deep fried cheesecake or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're doing that. And we're up until you know, I used to stay up until fucking two, three in the morning and you sleep till noon and you wake up in some city, like you're in fucking Hartford and you just tell the other comic, like, let's just go get something to eat, you know? Yeah. And then you eat shit. And it just becomes like this thing where I had completely lost any idea of nutrition, health, fitness, all of it. Like it was just gone. And I just, and you can, you know, the, the thing for me too, is like with you, you have movies where like, you can like, it's, it's wild, right? Like most people have like a photograph or a series of them, Yeah, but you actually have like fucking 70 millimeter footage. <laughs> right. Right. And like, you can like really see yourself. And for me, like I have specials, like where I could sit there and go like, I know that year, I know what was going on. And there's me standing there talking for an hour. And I, you know, I just kind of go like, I, do you get 
do you get bummed out when you see yourself? Well, dude, like I, I mean, like, I got to be honest with you. I the first job I had was Boy Meets World. And, and I never thought about it in, in the terms you just said with the self-corrections. But it's so true because I, I even do it today. Like, I see myself in a mirror and I'm like, how do I get my traps to look better? But it's very yeah. quick. I'm not standing there for a long right. time. And, and oh, I got to stand like this. And then I, I have oh, that it, it posture like, for a minute. And then it disintegrates. Yeah. Split second. That correction is like you look and you're not even like conscious. You're like doing it so quickly. The 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 reality that smashed me in the face when I watched the first episode I was in, you know, my whole family got together and we went and what we're going to watch. You know, I was 17 or 18 years old. It's this is primetime ABC. And now I'm on the show Boy Meets World and let's sit around and watch it the horror I was confronted with by seeing my body from angles that I was not accustomed to seeing myself in and, and going like, that's what I look like. Yeah. That's. And I, and I never watched, I never watched anything ever again from that moment on. I didn't like having my picture taken and I made a point of, of never, you know, there we would die like uh, doing blow uh, with Ted Demi he had a uh, this uh, tr- giant trailer truck that would come around to show dailies every day. And it was like a big deal that he had. And he had a little party in this trailer every day. And they'd watch dailies from the night before. And he would get pissed at me that I wouldn't come. He'd be like, come, we're all watch hanging it. out. We're having drinks and we're watching this stuff from yesterday. And I, I couldn't do it because yeah. I couldn't see myself because I wouldn't be able to like go back to work the next day. I know because that moment is also it's it's not just you. You're like, that's how I look. That's what I look like. You're also going, oh, and that's what everybody sees all the time. Yeah, they see. The, and then you go like, I wasn't aware that that's what everybody sees all the time. Right. right. And, it, and it was startling to me. And I guess the thing that I would add there is that, you know, you or somebody could be like, um. But you're, you know, Tom, you 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 weren't that bad or whatever, right? But what I've come to realize is that it doesn't matter right. what anybody tells you. Like it just doesn't. Like right now, I've been like getting a lot of uh, like positive feedback because I've been I've been working out a lot and I've been eating well, and so I've been losing weight. And you know, there are people that go like, "You should be happy." now right (laughs) and i go like i mean i understand it i understand and and like a lot of them are very positive and they're very encouraging but i'm like it doesn't matter what anybody else says to you it only matters what you say to yourself yeah and and i'm not saying that like i have this impossible standard that i'm going after but i just go like well i think i will accept um the happiness of, of my physical, let's say, uh, you know, being when it happened, when I feel it, like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? So like somebody telling me you look great. I'm like, Oh, thanks. Um, but maybe I, I'm not going to say I look great if I don't feel like it. Yeah. I, you know? I also think something that um, has happened for me and it doesn't have to be the same experience for everyone, but I've lost all this weight a number of times. I've right. been much 
thinner and smaller than I am now. Now I'm kind of hyper-focused on retaining muscle mass. Yeah. And, and so it's different, but I've been thinner than I am. And the moment, and this is every single time that I have that sensation and I allow myself to feel like I did it, that's the end. Right. And then right. I'm on my way back every time. Yeah. So I'm really actively avoiding that. And You're totally right. Yeah, You're totally right. I mean, I, I can, I, you know, it's a, it's a lesser degree for me. Sure. But well, it is whatever it is. It is what it like. I can tell you this, you know, I go, I can go, like I said, I go through the specials. I've never actually said this, but I'll, I'll tell you this. So we did like this, uh, we did this weight loss competition, Bert Kreischer and I, yeah. um, uh, in 2017 and we both, you know, just needed to lose weight. We weren't very healthy. We weren't like insanely overweight, but we needed to lose weight. Um, I want to say we were probably like to start that thing somewhere in our, in like the two forties or something, you know, it's like, you're like, do you need, you know, this is not like healthy. So right. we, we go on this way, we, we lose weight and we both lose weight. Um, and it was a lot of fun and it was, you know, you're competing with your friend and I win of, of course, but um, we get to the end of that. And then I shoot a special that year. And it was great because, especially if you compare it to the previous one, it was dramatic. I mean, I, I was down like fucking 50 pounds or something, something crazy. And um, I kind of like when you said it right now is what triggered it. I kind of was like, oh, I got here. Yeah. And I was like pretty satisfied with the way I looked. And dude, it started to go up like again. Yeah. And I remember being very disappointed uh, in, in 2019, which was only, it was two years later that I shot another special and I had gained, I mean, I don't know, maybe like 25 pounds or something, but to me, it's like, I mean, people notice it, but like, to me, I saw it as like a huge failure. Yeah. You know, like the, the, the goal of those specials obviously isn't about like, what's your appearance. It's like, you want to put on a good show. And, and I was happy with the show, but I was very disappointed in myself that I had, I think I, what happened was I did exactly what you said, where I was like, I got here. That's it. And that's the and whole that's thing. Yeah. I I've been so um, wrapped up in thinking about this very thing, because this is the thing that I think, because I don't know anybody who's, tried a diet and not been able to lose weight. Like I've talked to people who have been on a diet for a while and lost weight mm -hmm. and then they stall and, and, but just about everybody I know has then gained weight and it's like really devastating. And this whole idea of like, you know, give me a one word solution to my lifelong problem that I've been failing at miserably. Yeah. All I ever wanted was tell me, tell me keto is the thing or tell right. me veganism is the thing or intermittent fasting. And make I'll it easy do that. and simple and I'll fucking do that. Give yeah. That. Yeah. And then what you learn, because you just made me think of this, too, is that the fittest, like the fittest dudes I know, like jacked fucking, you know, they're never satisfied. Like right. I'm I'm friends with them. You know, yeah. it's like I bring 
Sean Nix on the road with me. He's super fit, you know, and it's his days are like always like, you know, what are we eating? What do we do? Like act. He's not like, oh, I'm I'm in shape. I'm here. This right. Is it. Right. Um, you know, Mark Bell, same like fucking lunatic about yeah. like, what are we doing today? Um, you know, Rogan, same thing. They're just like, it's not I'm here. It's like, how do I keep going? Yeah. And I think that's a thing for a lot of people to like consider, especially if they're they just lost some weight or they're they're, you know, they're feeling like. I did it. It's like, no, you, you kind of got to just, it's, you gotta, it's for life. Really? It's, yeah. It's every day. It's like, yeah. you know, you're, you're supposed to be, I, I think you should like indulge and enjoy things uh, from time to time. And not, you know, you don't have to be like insanely strict about things, but overall the, the message is like, yeah, you're just never done. Right. You're not done. You know? And that's the fucked up thing about, sobriety for me and and when i try to make an analogy between my food issues with my substance abuse issues because like you can't just be abstinent from food you can't right you die right. the end result of that is death you die pretty fast too right yeah and so, like being fat will take a lot longer to kill you than starving yourself yeah if you had 500 lbs on you you could I, live you, you could, could live, live for a while, while. yeah probably yeah. get a year in me if i was able to hydrate you yeah. know, and but then you still die eventually. You will um, still die. Yeah. Yeah. You so like this whole thing, like I completely agree. Like you can't you're you're going to always eat. So you got to like figure out how you eat and then be not like I think uh, rigidity is 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 fragile. You know, mm -hmm. like the, the more staunch you are on something, then the more dangerous that thing becomes. So for me, I have to be staunch on drugs and alcohol and they're fucking dangerous to my life. Like they will fuck my life up. Yeah. Uh, food on the other hand, because I have to eat, I have to be a little bit more lenient with myself and still all the while recognize like I'm still a work in progress forever, every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I think, you know, too, um, you realize with time, right, you get older, you have more experiences. And I think I, I, I forgive myself for things. But I, I also tell you, like, when you have these mental shifts, where, you know, you're really focused on something like, like health and, and wellness, I also find that um, my desire for, like, those crazy indulgences is, is really not there like yeah. I, I you know they're they i mean they happen from time to time but it's not like for me personally i don't wake up going like damn i wish i could eat a dozen donuts or something you know right. like i actually look forward like once you are kind of in it you kind of look forward to the healthy stuff and yeah. i think for people um because i was talking to somebody who wants to lose weight the funny thing is i remember so many times i don't know if you went through this where you start, let's say a diet and you're like a week in or something and scale doesn't really move. You don't really see anything happening and you kind of just go like whatever. Right. And you kind of go back that. I think there's something that happens about when you start seeing like a 15 pound shift where it's, it's not two pounds. Right. And it's like, 
the momentum that you can gain from that, like yeah. that's the hardest part is getting somebody to that, uh, that momentum level, because once you get momentum, it's, it's pretty, it's almost hard to go against the momentum. You yeah. know, you, 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 it's like, it's man, like, you know, we did these crazy workouts yesterday and we ate great and, you know, you're losing weight and you feel stronger and all this, like to push back on that is actually fucking hard to do. Yeah. But to get that momentum is the hardest thing to like kickstart everything. And it takes like a real desire to want to, to do that. Cause I see people that just, the, the struggle is the struggle to start, you know, it's, yeah. like the, I think it's the fear. Like, I think people feel the fear of what if it doesn't work and that keeps you from not doing it, you know? Yeah. And all it's, that effort plus not working, it's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it is, it's, it's funny. Like so many things are just like, it's just fear-based, you know, you yeah, your people are fearful to have conversations. They're fearful, fearful to attempt uh, out, you know, like what I want to be an actor or a stand. And they're like, ah, but what if it doesn't, I just not going to do it. You know, yeah. you, you just like, you see it all the time. And I think fear is a big one for people who want to change, like they want to change their lifestyle health wise, but it's like, what if it doesn't work? So therefore I won't start. Yeah. Dude, I used to have, um, this whole wild computation in my head where I'd have like fit active friends and I'd go, I really want to talk to them and seek guidance from them. But I guess I need to lose 50 pounds before I can even have that conversation, you That's know? Amazing. So, yeah. so it would be like this. No, no. And later in life, they were like, why didn't you ever talk to me? And I was like, Oh, I really, really, really wanted to, but I yeah. felt that it would be insulting if I didn't show you that I was already doing it. Yeah, you know? it was so stupid. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. I thought, I thought it, you would be insulted that I would have the nerve to want to talk to you <laughs> right? Yeah. about this yeah. problem that we're both like pretending isn't a problem. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, um, I don't know. I, you know what I'm happiest about right now is to be actively, you know, going at all this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I feel I'm on this very exhausting tour. Well, I want to ask you about that too, because I find disruptions to my schedule to be really hard. Like for me, those are the things where I'm like, I, I don't have my food in the right place, my gym in the right place. I'm not getting yeah. up at the right time. I'm now in a different place. I don't know all the equipment. How do you, how do you navigate that? There is, I mean, there's, there's constantly adapting, but I mean, I can't say enough about, I'm very fortunate that I can bring Sean on the road with me. Right. Yeah. So this is, but well, the, so the first thing is that, and you hear this, I think you hear this when you're, not doing it and you're like huh is that when somebody says something is a priority it's not about them saying it it's like well show me how it's a priority right you know what i mean like if somebody says like stand up is a priority to me and you go okay like how many times did you get on stage this month and they're like twice you're like it's not a priority to you you know right. like you you show how some so the the thing that we did is that we make working out and eating right like it is it's basically it's like putting fucking gas in the bus like it just has to happen yeah you know i mean we've had days where because of 
whatever happened, the schedule or like being completely exhausted. Sure. Like we'll be like, we're, it's a rest day, but basically every day on the road, we get at least one workout in right. um, sometimes two and we're going to eat right. Like, I don't know, probably like 90% of the time now. Yeah. Um, so we do, you know, there's things that you can do. Like I have a tour bus. So like, you know, we have a blender, we have, protein powder we have meal bars that we found that we like um there's tons of water they know to like if i am not there and we're going to order they're like get them like grilled chicken or salmon greens you know like and i just you start figuring out those things now the gym situation obviously on the road varies a lot yeah like so for instance yesterday we got to work out at like a college gym where the, like the teams work out. It was fucking amazing. Yeah. So we got to actually do like real barbell stuff, you know, strict press squats and and all this stuff. And it was, it was incredible, but that's not obviously every city. So today we're here and we checked out the gym and it kind of sucks. So we're just going to do like a circuit, like a, like a high intense. So we adapt in that way, but I, pro- I mean, I not probably, I wouldn't do, half of what I do if I didn't have them with me. Yeah. So Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's, it's definitely, you know, I'm fortunate to have them. And then the other part of it is like just, you know, you go and well, we'll we'll make do with whatever we have. I mean, we were in a we were in a city, a real small town somewhere. I don't even remember where it was. That the we stayed in like we, the bus pulled up to a real shitty hotel that they had, and they had nothing there, like no gym. So we found a trail. You know, because it, it was kind of like a rural area, and we would go and do like just sprints and then jog and then sprint and then you know. So we we make do with what is available yeah Um, always prefer to have an awesome gym but it's just not going to happen day to day you know yeah yeah no i've done um 
I've had to come up with full like body weight routines totally inside a hotel room and then taking a walk, by the way, if people can't run, just walking is incredible exercise. Yeah. Just, I mean, and you know, you know what you're kind of capable of in those situations where it's like, maybe you can do a thing where you walk a little faster for 30 seconds or a minute yeah, and you slow it back, like make it a little uncomfortable, don't hurt yourself, but like, make it there's some discomfort in what you're doing you know yeah um and then yeah i mean i've been in places that only have kettlebells so we do a kettlebell workout you know it's like those are fantastic by the way for the people that go like i don't want to go to gyms and you know you can literally go on youtube and watch fucking ten thousand different kettlebell workouts from like beginner to advanced yeah one piece of equipment and that's the thing. You can do so much with that thing. I'm a big fan of them, you know, and, and then you just start, start real light, work, work on your technique. And then, you know, as, as that thing gets heavier and you get a little more skilled at it, I mean, they're, they can be fucking unbelievable workouts. Yeah. I so, see. I, I'm, I can do very good kettlebell swings, but uh-huh. all, all the other fancy stuff, Turkish getups and one yeah. of crazy and they're throwing them back and forth i i, I that's above my pay grade that yeah i mean i i think it's all like it's not necessary like you can still you know you do the the swings and overhead press goblet squats you know rows like bent over rows and then like you know get into doing snatches and and again it's all technique and i would if you've never done it i would start with like a real light one but you just yeah. work on getting that technique down then you put weight to it and it's just, they're phenomenal. Yeah. I carried one to New York once. And then on the way back, it got taken away. Cause they were like, we have to weigh this. This is too heavy. Oh, how much was it? 35 pounds. It wasn't okay. even that heavy, but oh, they're they, like, you're going to club somebody in the head with this. Thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. This is a yeah. cannonball. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that is great. I, I, uh, I, I, I like all that. I think that, um, Sometimes I have to uh, rationalize everything and like talk myself through like what is the necessity and why do some people not put on excess weight and and I do and all of this and 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 number one I feel better when I exercise so so not so like choosing to not feel as good is an odd thing to do now yes but on totally. on days when I do have to talk myself in on days when I'm I'm not motivated to go feel better. You know, I, I just think about like, even in normal life, like I, I am predisposed to lethargy and, and, and apathy and just consuming television and not moving and not being gestural when I talk. And, and all of that means that my body's not burning fuel at a high rate. Yeah, because I'll sit for 10 hours. No problem. I'm with you, dude. I'm 100 percent just like you in that regard. And I mean, I'm I was like born to chill. Yeah, (laughs) me too. I'll chill the fuck out for a long time. And so, yeah, I I do need that kick sometimes. I've never like that's the thing I was talking about. Somebody was like, I have never regretted a workout. Yeah. You know, like the times when you're like, I don't want to do this. Like afterwards, you're always like, I feel so much better. You get those endorphins going. You're, you know, like that cloud, like, you know, a lot of times that like, you feel like a groggy, that's a big one on the road with all the travel Yeah, is that, you know, it's new city. So you get there and you're kind of like foggy 
And the thing you want to do is lay down. Um, yeah. Which sometimes we do, but we, you know, the whole thing is, all right, let's, let's go. And when we go, you come out of that gym and you're like, like, all right, like I feel awake and alert and like, I can go, I can go do a show now. Yeah. But if I go, if I like this to a show, I mean, it feels like shit the whole time. Right. Like I'll get, I can still do it, but I don't feel good about it. And it's such a odd thing when I remember telling somebody once that I was like, oh yeah. This is when I was like 40 pounds heavier. I was like, yeah, I like to work out because I, I like the way I feel. And he was like, you don't look like you like to work out. <laughs> and right. I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, I go. And I go, you know what I just realized, too, is like in in this exchange I had with the guy, I go, I just realized that I know that I feel better when I do it, but that I don't do it a lot. Right. And it's such a weird thing to to realize like in a moment, in a conversation, you're like, oh yeah, like he's making a joke. But I was like, yeah, why don't I do it more? Because I know yeah. how much better I feel. It, it feels to me like any, um, if anything takes me out of it, like accidentally I have to work and it's crazy hours and I'm, and, and there's just no way to get to a gym and, and the work is hard, but I'm not, you know, so hard that I'm not working out in my trailer at lunch. Right. And yeah. unlike, the rock they don't give me a, a gym and hours to do that um if i lose six days and then like on the seventh day i i need to rest and i'm resting it is so fucking hard to try to go to the gym on the eighth day or the ninth once i've had time off like you do you kind of forget you go into some kind of like amnesia state where it's yeah. like oh, that amazing feeling is not tangible anymore. Yeah. It's hard forget. to get back to it. Yeah. It's like a memory of a memory almost, you know, like, yeah, you don't, you don't access the feeling anymore. Right. You just go, Oh, I, re I, I, yeah, I used to do that, but it's not, it's a, it's not alive anymore yeah. inside of you. So yeah, you can't, I mean, that's like we were saying it, it is. It's fucking every day. It's every day. Um, and I re I also think about that thing you said about like what some people like don't gain weight and stuff. And I think it's important to remember that there's something that that you have that's good that that person doesn't have too. you know. Sure. You know, like, yeah, they, I mean, I remind myself of it because you go like this fucking guy, you know. <laughs> yeah. But it's not like that dude's whole life is just like he's consumed about something else. Right. You know, he's 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 got his own anxieties and, and insecurities and worries that you don't even think about because you're just like, how come he doesn't gain weight? Right. Yeah. That's yeah. The, that's what I'm hyper focused on. Everybody yeah. who's thin has life made and they don't they don't have to pay taxes. They don't have, you know, fucked up relationships. It's just that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a it's a weird thing. You know, I I ha having had that problem, it, it's always fascinating to me how many people that I did categorize as normal people in my head are dealing with exactly the same things I'm dealing with. And and I don't get into like mine was worse or this or that. It's exactly the same shit. It's it's. Yeah shame and, and fear and self-loathing and then it's a little bit of like 
you know, apathy or whatever it is that keeps us in that state. But it is exactly the same. It's this. Have you met um, or been around somebody who's, let's say, impressively fit and they hate themselves? Because that was one of the eye opening things. I was around um, a trainer once and not my trainer, but I was around this trainer who he looked like a fucking like a Calvin Klein, like underwear model. Right. Right. We were like this fucking guy. And and then we would hang out with him. And one time he was just like, yeah, I'm I'm fat. And I was like, what did you say? And he was like, I'm fat right now. And I go, what are you talking about? (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, I, I just feel like I look like shit. And I thought he was doing a bit for a second. Right. And then we just kept talking and I was like, how is this possible? And but that was that guy's internal dialogue. Was yeah. He was it didn't. But it, it kind of goes back to what I'm saying. Like, it just does, it didn't matter what anybody else would say. It, and it, it never will to, for right. most people. Like, it doesn't matter that people tell you you look great. You look fit. You look strong. You look thin. Whatever the thing you want to be. Um, it only matters how you see yourself and like you got to do whatever you need to do to feel that way. That's another of the aspects that I was always expecting to uh, disappear this, the, the self-loathing and the shame Mm -hmm. that I carried around. I just kept going like, when am I going to feel great about myself? And that just never happened. So even today and, 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 and I'm sure it's degrees. And so today I feel better about myself than I did 20 years ago. And, right. and I think that's objectively true, but then I'll still have these negative thoughts. And I'm like, why, why I've worked my ass off. I'm doing great. I'm, I'm uh, objectively doing much better than I was. Oh, by like by millions of degrees. Right. And so why do I still have this, um, feeling of insecurity about my physicality? And what do you think it is? I just think I spent so long with it that it's just, it's not totally connected. So you do all this work. And if you don't do the mental work too, if you don't yeah. work on that, it's not just going to disappear with the weight. And so it takes a lot of like, you know, really looking at things as objective, trying to step out of however I feel about something on a given moment and go, why do I feel that way? Is it real? Is my feeling real? Because I think a lot of the times my feelings are completely arbitrary to like the situation I'm in. A hundred percent. And and do you ever do therapy? Like, do you like therapy? No, but I talk, I talked to my wife quite a bit and she, yeah. you know, th- I guess that could be a version of therapy. She's very <laughs> good with it. It's um, it's just interesting because, like you said, uh, you know, all the physical work in the world without uh, mental is like, you know, I think ultimately it's like you're doing almost like half the work, right? Because your yeah. mind and, and like that doesn't mean that everybody should go to therapy, but you have to in some way address the uh the what's going on in your mind everybody does in their yeah. mind you know so whether that's reading something or listening to somebody speak or meditating talk, yeah meditating talking to somebody but yeah i i get what you're saying too because you know yeah i don't i don't know that the um the shame and all that ever completely just dissipates um, yeah. all the way i think 
at least it's always going to be kind of like a hum right know, in the background yeah. and if it's um, not screaming at you but it's if still it's not there screaming, yeah. Yeah. it's still there i mean i i definitely feel the same i feel objectively better about myself um but I definitely you know it's funny like you you just go like yeah why why do i yeah have these why am i a thoughts? human being why am i having this human experience i wanted yeah. i you know i thought like a diet was going i thought like I would pick a number and I would go like, okay, I need to be 180 pounds, which I will never be 180 pounds, but that would be my number. And I'd go, I, yeah. if I could get to 180 pounds, I'll achieve this state of enlightenment. And, you know, I will no longer be in this hell of this body and this, this mental baggage that I carry around and nothing I did ever was, that was just not true. Yeah. Yeah, it, dude, it, it can, it can just, you know, it's, it's, end, you can be an endless mental cycle about, I think that's actually, I, I remember I, I said this to you when, when you podcasted with me was, um, I think the worst part about when you're unhappy with your physical appearance is the amount of time you spend thinking about it. Yeah. Because it becomes an all-consuming thing where you just go like, I fucking hate the way I look. And you think about it from like, when like you're basically distracted from thinking about it. So it's like, if you're not thinking about it, when you're done doing this thing, you go back to thinking about it. Yeah. And right. And like, I think a goal in a way is to just get yourself to a place where that's not your primary thought. Like that I yeah. hate the way I appear yeah i i think when i think about the the like um you know there's so many movements we have to deal with today which are all kind of bizarre but like the fat acceptance movement there are there are, I, I, listen it's it's if for me too it's like i i, I don't know but i i do i do believe that i'm not on board with that shit at all I have mixed feelings. My feeling is just that if a person, it's hard to accomplish anything yeah. from a place of, I can't accomplish anything. And so if you just move your perspective into, I'm a good person, I'm worthy, I love myself, then maybe it's easier to go accomplish that. So I think like, get, get that message out there. People are great. Don't yeah. take away the feeling that I could change something about myself. I think we've overcorrected the like when we were kids and that whole generation coming up, the 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 big thing was that people had they're like everyone's self-esteem is shit, right? Right. Um, so like we need to do something about this. And the overcorrection, in my opinion, is that we've gotten to this place where we go, everybody should have really high self-esteem. Um, and the way to do that is to say that everybody is great and everything is good. And this huge push for fat acceptance, the way that I view it is that it's become like, Hey, you know what? Um, you're, you were, you're born looking like this. You're, you're 330 pounds. You're still beautiful and you, and you still look great. And it's like embracing the fact that, you know what? 
it's actually hard to lose weight. And so you don't have to worry about like how hard that is. You're here in this body and, you know, it's, it's an extent over pushing the idea that like everyone's worthy of love because of course everybody is worthy of love, but it's, it's an overcorrection because you're, you're basically saying it's fine that you're carrying this much weight. And here's right. the truth. It's not right. We know it's not healthy. We know it's going to have long-term horrible side effects to your actual, uh, like your longevity, your lifespan. We know the one that makes me get fucking the craziest is the idea that this is um, uh, it's appealing. Like it's physical, like, Oh, this person looks great. No, they don't. You don't look great. <laughs> you don't look I, great. I, but I don't even think that. Don't you think that that is like, they don't even believe that. I, I never think that that. I don't, I don't think the, they really believe it. Right. But they sell it. They act yes. like, and then, you know, and the other one is fucking, I see this all the time. Like, so like it would be like, you know, Ethan, here's a picture of you before and a picture after. And today's like world, they go, hey, Ethan, you look great now, but I got to tell you something. You looked great before, too. I've no, had that. I've had That's that. fucking insane. I, I completely agree. And, and every time I've had somebody say that to me, I'm kind of like, you know. It's bullshit. It is just, fucking bullshit. It, it just doesn't it doesn't land well with me. Because, you know, you know, you know, that person doesn't believe it either. Right. They're just saying it because they think they're supposed to say it. And it's the way to be now. It's like, I mean, I saw fucking Adele, you know, she lost like 100 pounds. She fucking crushed it. Everybody was like, you look beautiful now. But just so you know, you look just as beautiful before. No, you didn't. That's why <laughs> you fucking lost 100 pounds. You look much better now. Let's at least be objectively truthful about this. Yeah. Like we all know what desirable is in men and women like a man who is physically fit has some like it is we're pretending like of course you can go somebody goes i don't like that fine but as as a majority like a majority the majority of people find that to be the desirable physique you the desirable physique for most people on women is like a you know a slim waist and like obviously like being somewhat fit and now we do this thing where we're like nah no it's not i like i like you know when there's like folds and rolls hanging over all right well maybe you should join a fucking group because it sounds like that's a, a niche category to be in and you guys can go roll around in the mud together but i think that most of us should live in reality and not this pretend thing that all bodies are glorious and beautiful no they're not Right. They're not. It's the the participation trophies. It if, totally is. If everybody is a winner, there are no winners. Nobody's it, won. It It is. I really do think it, it is all about like you see this in culture from generation to generation. I mean, you see it politically. You see it in the arts, how the arts will change from generation to generation. And this is a thing that's happened where, you know, the 80s and 90s kids were, you know, <laughs> like everybody felt like shit. And you realize that's actually what happens in your adolescence. Everybody's like confused and anxious and they don't know how to fit in the world. That's like part of being a human being. And I think we we made it, you know, everybody got on pills. Everybody was like, 
you know, you need these fucking 30 pills to, to adapt to the world. And you fast forward like, you know, 30 years. And it's like the correction is everybody's a winner. Yeah. Everybody looks great. And it's, I understand what, why, like the origin of that. I understand that you want people to feel good and it's good to lift people up and give them the boost, but you can do it to the point where it's delusional. And that's yeah. what I see a lot now. There is complete delusion amongst people about even what we're talking about, physical appearance. Like, come on, man. What are you talking about? This this person who's fucking struggling to walk across the room because they're carrying hundreds of extra pounds. You're trying to tell me that, like, that's fine. She's beautiful. No, she's not. And, and I don't think you're helping by telling her that. And the other part of it, I don't think she believes it either. Right. I don't, I don't think I don't think they they do believe it. I think Lizzo no. believes it because she's a rock star and she probably gets a lot of attention from men. So, yeah. So I, I, I believe Lizzo. Um, I also like the idea of young girls who are overweight, not hating themselves. That's I like also that positive. Idea. I also think Lizzo should be like, I, you know, I'm beautiful, all this. And if you want to feel like I feel, you should also be like a superstar because yeah. that contributes to the way I feel. Right. Like, I mean, like, I think that's a big part of it. Like, of course it is. She's rich. She's on private planes everywhere. Like, that's fun. That's and a I, good life. And I'm on stage and people are like screaming and, you know, that contributes to the way yeah. you feel about yourself. Yeah. I, I, it's a, it's a weird, I feel very old and my teenage kids call me uh, say that I identify as a boomer. Cause I kind of do like, I, there's a little bit, when I was a teenager, we dyed our hair and we, uh, you know, did rebellious things. But I, I think the big difference was we didn't um, insist that you consider our reality, objective reality. And now right. we're getting this message that, um, we're changing objective reality and you have to get on board. And it's, it, it is pretty bizarre. Bizarre. It's very bizarre. Um, and I think, you know, ultimately I don't think it helps. I just, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's well, I, my I, opinion, I, but I don't think it helps. I wonder if we, if America continues to subsidize the foods that it does and create, um, you know, less necessity for moving around as people become more and more obese and and guys like you and I who are like, I'm going to make it uh, an, a lifelong endeavor and pursuit to, to not have that be my life anymore. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com.
Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That's pretty rare. I don't know. I, I, I think when the majority is overweight, which we're rapidly moving towards, yeah. suddenly health markers and averages are going to change because that's how those things work. They're based on statistics. And a big part of this is that, you know, this is why a podcast uh, honestly can be so beneficial. People don't know, man. People don't know. Like you, you know things that you, and that you think that, your average person knows about nutrition or fitness and like, they don't know. Yeah. People don't know where to start. A lot right. of people, they don't know. They, you know, they're going to the store and grabbing the thing. Cause they're like, I get it. That's what you, isn't that what everybody eats like, yeah. eating like this. They don't know how to lean into, Hey, you know, load up on this type of lean protein, like right. have some fruit. Like, you know, they, you think it's like basic stuff or like how, how you should move every day and, and do something. So I think the more, you know, you're, you're getting this obesity spike and this processed food is just, and those people are living here with it. Yeah. They're, they're just not even aware. And, and without somebody explaining it to them, which is why I'm saying like somebody listens to you talk about it. You could be educating people. You don't even consider, you don't even think about the fact that they're like, Oh, I've never heard this before. I didn't, right. I didn't know what to do. And you just explain somebody what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a lot of trouble ever telling people what to do. Because sure. But you're sharing what you do. Yes. Which is I like, it's, it's, that's a, that's like a version of, because if I'm in the position where I'm listening to you and you're just going like, this is what I do. I yeah. mean, there's, there's a chance that, you know, you go like, Oh, I didn't know he starts his day like that. Right. Um, because and I, you know, and you're doing stuff that I want to do and you're being active. I'm like, shit. All right. He does this in the mornings. He eats this. I'm going to try that. Yeah. To somebody that's been eating like a fucking cereal for 20 years or something. They go like, I've never, I just, they just go like, well, that's just what I eat. I don't know. Yeah. They don't know what I, to had, do. I had bison and rice for breakfast. Nice. I've become such a big bison fan. Me too, dude. It's so good. It is fucking the. We've had it twice in the last month on the road, just by, by chance. You just go to a restaurant where they have it. And if they have it, I get it. And it is, oh my God. It was like, it was, it's so tender. Yeah. But like with the way that it was prepared for me both times was that you used to getting the, you know, you order a ribeye steak. And a lot of times they're so marbled and like so fatty, which can yeah. be delicious. Sure. But it can be, it's like, it's too rich. So we get to a place and they're like, Oh, we have a bison ribeye. And I was like, what's that like? And they're like, it's, it's leaner, but it's still good. And it's exactly what they said. It was like, instead of being super marbled, it, it was like a leaner cut, but it was still tender. Yeah. It became like the, my favorite, favorite one to get. Yeah. It's got more protein per gram than beef by, by a fair margin. It's so fucking great. 
Uh, I, so I ordered some for the house. I'm just like, I'm all on board with, I'm going to go shoot a bison as soon as I get out of here. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Tom, thank you so much. This has been such a cool conversation. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. It. I had so much fun. Thanks for having me. All right. See ya. See ya, man. Mike Pena. Ethan Supley. How are you, my dude? I'm doing well, bro. I'm doing really good, actually, dude. I'm, I'm just, uh, I leave for the movie tomorrow. Yes. Um, it's in Mexico City. I just weighed myself before uh, I went to dinner, and I was 190. Okay. So, and then I've I've slowly, like that's where I'm going to stay. Hopefully, like I can get into a rhythm and maybe lose some more weight. But like, I'm super stoked on where I'm at. Um, you know, I remember I gave you a 204 number, but that number was not correct because when I went to the gym when I originally, um. I weighed myself. I was 209. So I was like, oh, damn. Wow. Um, I know, man. So I'm, I'm super stoked. Uh, I have to say, I feel I got my, my energy's way different, dude. Um, I can, sometimes I felt like a little lethargic, um, but now I feel like, okay, cool. We're done with this. Let's do something else. So the byproduct of that is just, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, it feels like I'm living a little bit more life. So I'm, I'm kind of stoked about that, especially in the rehearsal process when you you just have to study and study and break things down or whatnot. Like it's, it's great to have that little extra energy. That's awesome. And have you increased calories so that you're more into like the maintenance zone? I have dude. At, at first it was uh, little by little. Um, which I think is genius. And I never did that, dude. I, I, you know, just a, like, I think a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, I started with a couple hundred and then now I'm like more, I wouldn't say normal. I'd say like, I still watch what I eat. Like, I don't want to go overload on fat or carbs. Right. But if, if I'm like getting dehydrated or if I, you know, even though I drink water or, you know, something of the sort, I'll definitely have some carbs, you yeah. know, and that seems to like whip it up. It could be a banana, it could be like celery and peanut butter. Um, I won't do like a chocolate bar and have an obscene amount of like calories. So like, uh, you know, but I'll, I'll definitely, I won't be afraid of carbs. And then all of a sudden I won't be as dehydrated or protein or whatever. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that because going into doing a movie, you need a, a lot. I, I do, I would think. I mean, I definitely do. I need a lot more energy than I do just if I'm not doing that. You know, I can I can fake energy in life outside of work that is kind of yeah. hard. And you can see it, I think. Uh, I can feel it when when I try to like force my way through with caffeine. And sometimes you have to do that anyway. But so yeah. I think like dieting while working is really tough. And I think maintenance is a great idea. I'm glad you, and then easing into it too. So you're not shocking your body. It's so smart. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I think I, I, this is the best that's, that it's, that I've ever done with it. Um, and I'm still walking, man. I'm still like, I'm bringing my golf clubs and then like, you know, either going to walk the city or, you know, like, um, you know, and I'm planning ahead. Like, you know, like you said, we do have to 
sometimes drink a bunch of coffee just to stay up, you know, yeah. you know, we, we're filming like 15, 16 hours a day and stuff. So that's, um, what I'm going to do is, is, you know, regardless, like, you know, when I get home, I'll just take a walk for half an hour and just kind of tire the body out and, and kind of, you know, flush out all the caffeine as well, you know, so that I can sleep better. Yeah. Um, have you been to Mexico city recently? No, no. I, I, I went to Mexico city when I did Narcos. Okay. So you know it then it's a beautiful city. There's great walking. There's an insane bike path that you can like basically take through the entire city. There's lots of active stuff to do. Yeah. So I, I guess I gotta, I gotta focus on that because, uh, when I think of Mexico city, I think of street tacos and street tacos are so good. <laughs> yeah. So good. The street food in Dude, Mexico the corn city on the is cob. insane. Corn on the cob, dude, with a little bit of mayonnaise and lime. Oh my god! And chili sauce. Get by some my friends. That's just extra steps. That's all that is. The extra steps that you got to take. Yeah. No, I, I've been doing that too. Like, say, you know, I had like, I wouldn't even say like, I, I didn't even have a slice of of uh, birthday cake, but I had like maybe two square inches of it, right? Right. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm just gonna walk a little bit extra. Blah blah blah. And I'm sure that it's going to get better now that, it, you know, when I'm in full maintenance and I can bring up the calories a little bit more. But, um, you know, I, I definitely get I definitely don't have like the need to like pick out on like, I don't know, I have so much more self-control, man. It's weird. Like we went to dinner yesterday and I ate really well. And then I just had like one scoop of ice cream and I was like, oh, that's what that tastes like. Right. And I immediately chugged a bunch of water. You know, but yeah. it was like real, like a, a small tablespoon. I was like, oh, awesome. And so I was, I got to keep doing that is, is the only thing. And I have to, I have to think as maintenance as a new goal. I mean, yeah, I, th I think that's the that's the trickiest part of any diet is like you get to this place and you're like, OK, now the diet's over and maintenance is not what you were doing prior to the diet. So it is a whole different thing that that takes some focus. Yeah, but I, th I, I think that like, you know, I, I, I think that maintenance is a little bit more active than than, um, you know, than how I thought of it before, because it's like you gotta, you have to put a lot of things in motion, right? And to me, that means I'm gonna focus on macros. Um, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm gonna get all my protein, my good carbs, my good fats, right? Do that first, make sure that that's the priority. And then if I want like a banana or a snack or, you know, almond butter, whatever, 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 you know, that's after. I right. get all my macros, right? So the diet, that's what that's how I'm gonna think about it, right? And then I wanna make sure to get my steps in or, you know, just break a sweat, you know, I, like just keeping active. As long as I have that viewpoint, you know what I mean, from total like like almost immobile, like just kind of couch potato, especially through the pandemic, to like, hey, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a you know, let's go to a restaurant, but let's walk there. Right. You know, little things like that, dude, that I that I put into motion. I'm just going to have to transfer that when I go to Mexico City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Totally. All right. Amazing. Mike, thank you for doing this with us. And uh, and I appreciate it. And I think it's been very informative for people. And I hope you have a great shoot. Dude, I mean, that's awesome. I can't believe it worked, dude. This was a crazy idea. Yeah. Uh, to have walking as the stable exercise. 
or the constant exercise and then just really work on your my diet man who would have thought you know 20 so, pounds i appreciate your help absolutely 20 pounds, dude. 20 pounds so i appreciate your help dude and i appreciate the you know hopefully it helped uh, some listeners if not it was like some kind of um and some type of entertainment yeah exactly thank you mike have a good night no, have, absolutely, have fun brother. in mexico all right thanks brother all appreciate right. it thus concludes my experiment with mike pena i hope you guys enjoyed that i enjoyed talking to him and checking in with him weekly and uh he lost 20 pounds that's pretty fucking awesome thanks for listening to this episode of american glutton i'm ethan Suplee. You can follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely.